Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. That's 2012 at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And I'm grateful to be of service through this venue and to give thanks to the the One Most High, my ancestors, my guardians, my siblings, my mother-in-law, and my dear wife. And I look forward to uh, talking with you more uh, regarding uh, the essence of the show. Uh, Indeed, I am an interface minister, a Reiki practitioner, a shaman and a marathon runner, as well as an Internet entrepreneur. And I sell African drums from my website, which is uh, www.drumsofchange.com. Please, when you get the chance, go to that site and uh, look on the menu, and you will find um, a, uh, a link towards my drum store. I also have a bookstore, which any book that I review on the show can be purchased from my website, drumsofchange.com. And um, this show will be uh, is featuring, actually, uh, two books, one titled The Secret and the other titled The Magic. And both books were written by uh, Rhonda Byrne. And this is going back about, uh, I first read The Secret, and my wife as well, we met and, and actually had a connection through the book and other books that we found that we had mutual interests and owned in our library. But uh, some seven or eight years ago, uh, Oprah Winfrey had featured uh, her book, The Secret, on her show and had some of the uh, uh, celebrated guests and contributors of the book, including John Asserat, uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith, Lee Brown, 
uh, Les Brown, Jack Cranefield, uh, Marie Diamond, Mike Tooley, Bob Doyle, um, John Gray, and Lisa Nichols, Bob Proctor, uh, just the host, John Vitale, Dennis Waitley, and Neil Donald Walsh, uh, just to name a few of the contributors. And it was really a, a very exciting and enlightening uh, experience for myself and a host of others, and even total, totally millions of people throughout the world, I would say, who were influenced by this. And as you know, I uh, featured uh, Erhard Tolle in my previous two shows, uh, The Power of Now and also A New Earth. And uh, Erhard Tolle was also a guest on Ophir's, Ophir Winfrey's show, and he actually had conducted a uh, Skype uh, a seminar of sorts for a total of five days, almost a week, in which people were engaging and commenting and sharing thoughts about his two books, um, primarily, though, the one titled A New Earth. So uh, this evening, which also I may add, is uh, a return of me going back to the format of um, a one-hour show, and that will be every Sunday at 8 o'clock. And I will be uh, scheduling other shows during the week as well. But uh, the show is now back to a hour-long format. And I'm pretty excited about that so that it gives us more time to give more justice to the books that we are reviewing and also some of the uh, workshops that I'll be conducting on the air concerning grassroots holistic health issues. So, indeed, I'd like to just start by relating to the fact that Rhonda she came across this idea. It was like an epiphany for her to create this uh, book titled um, a, the, the Secret. And as she states in her foreword that it was almost a year ago before her publishing of her book that her life had collapsed and, and she was dealing with very profound challenges. And she had worked herself into exhaustion and her father had died and suddenly her relationships with her work colleagues and loved ones were in very uh, turmoil, if you will, and little did she know at the time that out of her greatest despair was to come the greatest gift. And she had mentioned that she had been given a glimpse of uh, the, the great secret, the secret to life, and the glimpse came in a hundred-year-old book that she had uh, received, someone had given to her by her daughter, her daughter's name was Haley. And then she began tracing the, uh, the secret back through history, and she couldn't believe all the people who knew this in terms of the knowledge that was contained in this. And myself, um, one who is of African descent, I'm very much aware of uh, various books and various teachings coming from different modalities, spiritual as well as religious modalities. And uh, indeed, we find that some of them have a common thread, as it were. And um, she, in her case, uh, uh, Miss Byrne, who happens to be of uh, European descent, uh, her connection was that the greatest people in history, from their perspective, uh, Plato, Shakespeare, Newton, Hugo, Beethoven, Lincoln, Emerson, Edison, and Einstein, um, as she relates to in her forward, she was somewhat incredulous, and she asked, why doesn't everyone know about this knowledge that these people knew about? And, of course, uh, we know that uh, there's knowledge coming from Kemet, 
also known as Egypt, uh, knowledge coming from various uh, communities in Africa, and primarily West Africa. We can talk about Nigeria, the Ifa, uh, Yoruba religion orientation, and, and then we have uh, my friend and, uh, and um, uh, spiritual colleague and, and, and mentor, Maladome Perfisome from Bukuna Faso, who uh, his uh, uh, community and people from the Perkerner tribe uh, they have knowledge which is very profound, very much into cosmic and, and astral uh, projection in terms of the concept of, of reality. So I, I have a pretty much what you might call an eclectic uh, background uh, and an influence, a sphere of influence. And when I came across a secret, it resonated with me. And I was very encouraged because of the fact that indeed it resonated with millions of others throughout the world. And um, as in Rhonda, uh, she state, states in her book that one by one, these people uh, uh, that she had mentioned earlier, Plato, Shakespeare, Newton, uh, Beethoven, Emerson, Edison, and Einstein, uh, as credulous as she was, she asked, why doesn't everyone know about this? And then a burning desire to share the secret with the world consumed her, and she began searching for people alive today who knew about the secret. And then one by one, they began to emerge. And this uh, is something that can be related to what is, has become known as the law of attraction. And the law of attraction is basically the concept that those who, um, who need to be in your life will appear at the most appropriate time by divine order. And, of course, we realize that there are no accidents. And I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that we have a few people in the chat room who are coming on and also a few people who have logged in and on, on, the, on the phone. And I just want to acknowledge, I see that my sister is, is here and a couple of friends, and I thank you so much for sharing your evening with us. And um, anyone who would like to share a comment uh, on the phone line, please push the number one button, and it would be a pleasure to speak with you and to have you share your thoughts with us. So I just wanted to acknowledge that, uh, and I thank you again for um, taking the time out this evening to share your energy with us. Um, so Rhonda goes on by saying that one by one, uh, they begin to emerge, uh, that being those uh, who are uh, people who are contemporary and alive today who knew about the secret. And she states that she became a, somewhat of a magnet as she began to search. And one living, uh, great living master after another was drawn to her. And as a result of that, uh, when she discovered one teacher that one would link to the next and, and, and somewhat of a perfect chain, if she was on the wrong track, something else would catch her attention. And, and through the diversion, the next great teacher would appear. And if she accidentally pressed the wrong link on the Internet search, she would be led to a vital piece of information. And in a few short weeks, she had traced the secret back through the centuries, and she had discovered the modern-day practitioners of the secret, those who I stated earlier. Um, and, and slowly the vision was beginning to take shape. And this secret to the world and the film that had become fixed in her mind, and over the following two months, uh, her film and the television production team 
begin to uh, evolve and they learned the secret. And it was imperative that every team member knew it and became without, uh, became very knowledgeable and knew that without its knowledge that we were going to attempt, uh, what they were going to attempt to do would become somewhat virtually impossible. So she states that she did not have a single teacher secured to film, but that um, we knew, as, as she states, that the secret, and so with other uh, faith, she flew from Australia to the United States where the majority of the teachers were based. And then seven weeks later, the secret team had filmed 55 of the greatest teachers across the United States with over 120 hours of film. And with every uh, step that she made towards that process and with every breath she used the secret to create the, the secret, uh, that they literally magnetized everything and everyone to them. And then eight months later, the secret was released. And then as the film swept the world and stories of miracles began to flood in to people, uh, people's homes and their life, uh, people wrote about healing from chronic pain, depression, and disease, and walking for the first time after an accident, and even recovering from a, a deathbed. And uh, they had received thousands of accounts of the secret being used to bring about large sums of money and unexpected uh, checks in the mail, and, and people had used the secret to manifest their perfect homes, like partners, life partners actually, whether it be married spouses and, and uh, just uh, spiritual partners, attracting uh, cars and jobs and promotions, and, and many accounts of businesses being transformed within days of applying the secret. And then she goes on to state that there had been heartwarming stories of, of uh, stressed relationships involving children being restored to harmony. And some of the most magnificent stories that she, they had experienced received had come from children using the secret as well to attract what they want, and including high grades and, um, and friends. And the secret was, has inspired doctors to share the knowledge with their patients and universities and schools with their students and health clubs with their clients and churches of all denominations and spiritual centers with their congregations. And these are secret, they begin to have secret parties being held at homes around the world as people shared the knowledge that loved ones with their loved ones and families. And then the secret was being used to attract all manners of things from specific uh, feather to uh, $10 million or more, and all of this was taking place in the few months since the release of the film. So it was something that was very exciting. I, it resonated with me and my associates who had uh, read the secret, and I was just really developing a uh, relationship with friends uh, Internet-based friends, as it were. Uh, Facebook actually hadn't uh, come about yet, and my wife and I both were uh, members of Facebook. And uh, indeed, you know, there is just this opportunity that has never existed before uh, in the history of humanity, of modern man, in terms of being able to communicate with those around the world just from a, a what used to be considered a, a television screen which is now called a internet a computer monitor, and using Skype, using um, email, using Twitter, and Facebook, and other network mediums, we're able to, to, to communicate and connect and have an interdependent connection 
with uh, others who we normally would not have met unless we visited their country, unless we had, through the law of attraction, had the opportunity for them to come into our lives, either through a social event, whether it be a party, a social gathering, a political gathering, a spiritual, religious gathering. Many people would not have met each other. So I feel very blessed to be uh, alive, uh, to be able to experience this at the age of 68, um, and, and to know that indeed my life has become enriched, not just from books like The Secret, but also just meeting people with common interests, meeting people who have a thirst for knowledge, a, people who have the audacity for hope, who have the audacity and the courage to uh, not just think outside of the box, but to think in the box. And I just want to acknowledge my wife just walked into the studio, um, and I just have to, hi, honey, how are you doing? I'm terrific, how are you? Oh, I'm great, and it's really a pleasure to have you join us. This oh, evening. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Would you like some lemonade? Oh, I'd love some lemonade, that would be great. Okay. <laughs> I must apologize to the audience uh, that indeed uh, it's, uh, we're here in, in New York City and the temperature is not very, very hot, but it's hot enough, and, and uh, of course, my wife and I have committed to uh, hydrating ourselves sufficiently. And those are things that I will be covering in the show ongoing in terms of health. It's enough to have wealth, but indeed, as we know, health is wealth, right? That's the most wealth you can have. Thank you. Let me take a sip. Please uh, excuse me, audience. As a matter of fact, I think this moment I'll just take a brief break, and, uh, and then we'll be back, and we will get more in-depth with uh, the book title, The Secret, and The Magic. Thank you for coming, and please hold on. I'll be right back with you. Such as the secret 
escapes us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are so many people, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to people calling in with their comments regarding how they are progressing with the secret because there are so many people who are saying, well, I've tried the techniques, but they're not working for me. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd like to know, you know, I'm sure we'd like to know, well, you know, what's going on. Tell us your story. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, you know, one of the things I, I picked up from uh, uh, Rhonda's latest book titled The Magic, and she, throughout the book, she talks about being in a state of gratitude. Yes. And saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Number Which one, we do every day. Yes, the moment I wake up, I give thanks to the Most High for another day of life. I say. Ah, uh, yes, yes, indeed. So, um, you know, I, I really um, uh, resonate with the idea that indeed many of us who don't have what we need in our lives are not able to uh, to acknowledge the fact that indeed they create their reality by their thoughts. And, of course, we always use the expression people, places, and things. So if you're in an environment that does not acknowledge uh, the, the gift, the magic of life, and doesn't acknowledge the gift of health, the gift of having a happy family, the gift of having children, you know, that indeed uh, one negates, one checks the blessings that could be waiting to come into your life. They neutralize them. Yeah, that's the word, neutralize. So yes, you indeed. remember uh, years ago, years ago was the first time that I heard of this, and I don't know the author, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure some of the listeners are would be able to say who the author is, but mm-hmm. do you remember that poster that talked about the man who complained that mm-hmm. he did not have any shoes mm-hmm. until he met a man who didn't have any feet? Yes. And that's a very deep... Uh, that's a very deep saying mm-hmm. because people tend to do that. And when you mention being in a state of gratitude, um, the universe tends to not give you what you want when you're not grateful for what you already have been given. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So think about that. You know, this poor man, he didn't have shoes. And, yes, that is that is something to complain about, especially depending on on where you live, you know, mm-hmm. you need shoes here in New York, a lot of concrete. You can't walk around on the concrete. Absolutely. But then he met someone who didn't have any feet, mm-hmm. and that put him right in check. Oh, yes. yes okay. Indeed. And a lot of times people come into our, into our life, they come into our presence to uh, nudge us into in a state of gratitude. Yes. To those who are misfortunate. Right. You know, as uh, Gary Zukav mentions in his book, uh, The Seed of the Soul, he said there's some people who you see who are homeless, people who are going through a lot of strife in their life, some of them have chose to do that because of karma. Mm-hmm. And then some of them have chose to do that so they can teach lessons. Yes. That's their way of teaching people lessons who happen to come into their, uh, uh, their space. So uh, it's just something to say about the, uh, um, the, the aspect of being grateful you know, uh, there are those of us, I remember I was speaking with my sister earlier today, and she was talking about how her, her grandchildren, some of them, two of them actually specifically, uh, have their uh, parents sometimes buying them superfluous, you know, unneeded um, stuff, you know, shoes, running shoes that are $200, a bag that's almost $1,000 for a handbag, you know, just to maintain the status, uh, if you will, amongst their peers. 
And what happens with that is that now that you've uh, going for something that you really don't need, you're not really in a state of gratitude. Yeah. You know, you're in a state of what, what do you call it? Uh, of uh, uh, you used the word expression of lacking. It's another word though. Yeah. Right. A, a state of not having sufficient, uh, not being sufficiently supplied. Yes. Yeah. You state know. Of lack. Ah uh, yes 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 indeed. So. Uh, uh, I'm so happy that you, you shared that with that, that with us. You know, that's something to ponder and to keep in mind in the forehead, in the forefront of thoughts. So, again, now getting back to um, to uh, uh, the secret, the book by Rhonda Byrne. Uh, she she talks about the um, the fact that the film that they created, and I suggest, I recommend that everyone listening to, if they haven't already, to get a hold of the film. As a matter of fact, you can log on to uh, YouTube and get a free, a free viewing of The Secret on YouTube and to uh, just experience that because uh, many of us, actually, I think some of us um, uh, say, all right, I know this secret, I've, I've been schooled, I've gone through certain schools of thought, and, and, and uh, I'm a member of uh, a society of, of higher learning, uh, of esoteric knowledge and so forth. The secret is not important to me, and it really doesn't. It falls short. It doesn't have, you know, is this really a, a, a preface of, of spiritual high uh, knowledge? But mind you, though, there are millions and millions of people who have no clue, who have no inkling of anything other than what they've been exposed to within their particular sphere of influence in terms of their religion which just really touches upon the surface. It doesn't get into the metaphysical. It doesn't get into the higher science of, of consciousness and reality. So they could benefit from books such as The Secret. Just one term alone, such as the law of attraction, can this generate a whole other revolutionary mindset within an individual's uh, life, knowing that, indeed, the fact that they may be lacking what they are looking for because of the law of attraction. And the law of attraction basically uh, it, it, it uh, stipulates the concept that if you have certain thoughts and if you associate with certain people and if you place yourself in a certain environment, then you're going to attract a certain type of energy, a person that represents a certain type of energy. And uh, it's crazy to be doing the same thing. It's an expression, you know, doing the same thing and expecting different results is a sign of insanity. And many of us are, if not insane, we uh, at least have the, the, the subtleties, as it were, of living a, a life that can be closely considered on a borderline of insanity. Because we complain about things not happening, not being right in our lives, and, and yet and still we keep doing the same thing, associating with the same people, uh, practicing the same uh, habits, as it were, you know, uh, those I know in my community, not my community, but my male friends who are addicts, addicted to sports, you know, they you mention reading a book and they look at you like you're crazy. I'm going to take my time away from my sport activity and being an uh, armchair athlete and to read a book. And you talk to them about going to the park like my wife and I do every Sunday morning. And you, wait, how can you run in this weather? How can you run a mile? You know, aren't you afraid you might get sick? You know, how can you be a vegetarian? How can, how can you give up meat? Or how can you uh, sideline and, and, and eliminate 
uh, intoxicants such as alcohol and so forth, just a host of things. You know, how can you take the time to learn to play an instrument and, 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 and meditate? You know, all these things that indeed, once you take the time out for that, uh, basically enhances your life, allows you to create the magic in your life or allows you to allow the most high to allow the universe to assist you in creating the magical things in your life. And these are no secrets, really, actually. They're just common sense, a lot of, a lot of these uh, uh, modalities of awareness. But to many people, and I say the word, I use the word millions, plural, they have no clue because of the fact that indeed in this current incarnation, that they're, uh, in this current life, they have not the, uh, the blessings and the privilege of meeting people who are able to share this knowledge with them, or whatever level it may be. So I'm encouraged as an interfaith minister to uh, feature books such as this on my show on grassroots holistic health. So then indeed, hopefully, if not uh, presently today as the show is being aired, but we have an archive and I want to share with everyone, please encourage those who may miss the show and if you find the show to be of use and you appreciate the show and you find it to be of value, to spread the word and let people know that they can go to my um, blog, talk, radio show, archives of grassroots holistic health and listen to previous shows that I've aired. And I hope that indeed I can touch a few of you, if not even just one, if I can make a difference in that life, then I've done my job and I, you know, I can smile and, and, and move on with my journey. So I just wanted to share that with you. And also, one of the reasons why I read from books such as this is that there's many people throughout the world, especially in countries like Africa. Um, I'm a man of African descent. And uh, indeed, uh, in other parts of the world, in the Caribbean community, throughout the African diaspora, and then throughout the European diaspora, uh, and China and Asia, Asiatic countries, people cannot afford to purchase books. They don't have an Internet access to an internet, a computer, don't have a phone, have no way of accessing this. And then, then those who do um, have access to the internet, then indeed by listening to shows like this, uh, if they can't buy the book, then I can give them the service of reading uh, certain important aspects of the message that's being given in the book so that their life can be enhanced. And then, of course, we have those who are handicapped, who cannot read, who are blind, who are confined to the hospital or to their bed at home, and, of course, hopefully I can facilitate them as well. So Rhonda goes on to state that some of the most magnificent stories that she has received have come from children using the secret to attract what they want, including high grades and friends. And the secret has inspired doctors to share the knowledge with their patients, universities, schools with their students, health clubs with their clients, churches of all denominations, and spiritual centers with their congregations. And then there are secret parties being held in homes, and that's been happening for the last seven, eight, nine years, as people share the knowledge with loved ones and families. And then the secret has been used to attract all manner of things from specific, a specific feather to ten, ten thousands or millions of dollars. And all of this has taken place in the, the few months since she had published the book and released the film uh, some seven years ago. And she states also that her intention in creating The Secret was, and it still is, 
to bring joy to billions around the world. And the secret team has experienced the realization of that intention every day as they have received thousands upon thousands of letters from people across the world of all ages, all races, all nationalities, expressing gratitude for the joy of the secret. And she goes on to state that there isn't a single thing that you cannot do with this knowledge. It doesn't matter who you are or where you are. The secret can give you whatever you want. Twenty-four amazing teachers were featured in this book, and their words are filled and filmed, actually, all over the, uh, the United States and other parts of the world. And as they speak as one voice, the book contains the secret teachings and words. It also contains miraculous stories of the secret and the action. And, and also she has shared all the easy paths and tips and shortcuts that she has learned so that one who's listening and reading the book, The Secret, can live the life of their dreams. And she goes on to say that you will notice throughout the book that in certain places she has capitalized the word you. And uh, the reason why she capitalized it is because she wanted you, the reader, to feel and know that the book was created for you. And she says she's speaking to you personally when she says you. And her intention was for you to feel a special connection with the pages because the secret has been created for you. That meaning you, those of us who understand that we're all interdependent upon one another, that we're not separate from one another, uh, again, uh, Gary Zukov states in his book, The Seed of the Soul, that we are all actually one soul, right? We're not as great as, as the Most High, but we all are part and parcel of the Most High, such as the flame of a candle has all the properties of the sun. It's not as great as the sun, but it has all the properties of the sun, which is a plasmic uh, congealed energy that has heat, generates heat, thus it generates life. Indeed, a drop of the ocean, a thumbnail, a, 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 a thumbnail or a, a thimble drop of the ocean has all the properties of the ocean, but it's not as great as the ocean. And, of course, we have all the properties. We have the DNA of our mothers and fathers and our ancestors, and we are connected with one another. Whether or not we believe this or not, there is this connection. And on a soul level, on a spiritual level. So I'm, I'm always encouraged when I, when I uh, remind myself of that connection. And I'm just marveled with the fact that I'm able to talk to you through this medium. I have a phone, a wireless phone, sitting in front of me, laying in front of me, rather. I'm looking into a monitor. I see those of you uh, on, on the, in the chat room, and then simultaneously I'm looking at those of you who have called in and again, I remind you, if you would like to speak with me, speak with us, rather, please push the number one button, and you will be online with us, and it will be a pleasure to speak with you. Um, so this is really an amazing, amazing um, way in which we're able to communicate with, with, one, with one another and also to remind us that we're all connected, even if we just use technology to prove that. Uh, but on a spiritual level, we are connected through an invisible a uh, wave of energy, a wave of frequency, which some people, especially those who live in the indigenous community, those so-called people who are supposedly primitive, they got it. You know, they have the aha moments throughout their life. And uh, we're the ones who 
don't have it really. We we, we think that we are knowledgeable, but uh, yes, we just. Uh, I'm always reminding myself. I spoke with my sister earlier today that, that I, as humble as I would like to try to be, that my knowledge is is the size of a of a mustard seed. I know that I'm only using, uh, you know, one quarter, if most, of my brain capacity because of the conditioning, because of my environment. And hopefully as I get older and more intelligent and more knowledgeable and more healthy, I will begin to use more of my brain capacity, uh, just like the name which just used in the computer uh, jargon, uh, to uh, defragment, to clean your disk as it were, to get out the, the clutter, the garbage. There's an old acronym in, uh, uh, in the computer uh, community, garbage in, garbage out. So many of us have had a lifetime of a lot of garbage being filtered into our psyche. And, of course, if that's happening, then what comes out is something that is not really healthy, not really knowledgeable. Maybe in, in spurts here and there, Sporadically, we might have a little bit of knowledge, and then, of course, a lot of us with that little bit of knowledge, we have ego. And, of course, there's an acronym for that in terms of ego, the word E, edging, G, God, O, out, edging God out. So uh, there's a lot to say in terms of the language that we use, uh, the thought patterns that we've been conditioned to incorporate into our thinking habits and how we communicate with one another and indeed, most of all, how we communicate with ourselves. So, uh, Rhonda goes on. To, let's get more into the uh, uh, the depth of the book here. Uh, she she goes on to state that the the, the secret was a book the dealing with the law of attraction. Let's just touch upon this. This is interesting. Uh, the law of attraction is the law of creation. And quantum physicists tell us that the entire universe emerged from thought. Uh, I, I shared with uh, a, a co-worker of mine a couple of days ago, and I think I even mentioned this with my sister. Um, yes, I think it was with her, that I mentioned the fact that many of us came into being as a result of a thought. And what I meant by that was that many of us have had parents, whether husband and wife, uh, you know, looked at each other and says, honey, why not let's consider having a baby? You know, and then the other partner looked at the one the other and mentioned that and said, yes, that's a good idea. When do you want to start? When would you like the baby to be conceived? And then those of us who have astrological influences and also just coming from a health perspective, rather than having a baby during the winter, you'd be prefer to have the baby during the summer or vice versa. And then, of course, many of us were born as a result of the thought of our parents. So, and indeed, many of us are not aware of the fact that, and I got this from uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer in his book titled, uh, You'll See It When You Believe It, that many of us started out in, in the form that we are, the body that we are, uh, no larger than the dot on the sheet of paper, okay, the, the dot sign that period sign, smaller than that, actually, which was inside of our mother's ovum. And, of course, uh, our, our father, as they uh, conceived, as he conceived and 
there was one sperm out of a billion of other sperms that was able to swim through the fallopian tube, uh, break open the membrane, and of course that dot separated into two entities, two, two, uh, 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 two cells. And then exponentially those two cells eventually separated to 64, to hundreds of thousands. And now as we are as adult human beings, uh, we are composed of, uh, depending on which science and which uh, mathematical analysis you embrace, from 6 trillion to 100 trillion cells is what our body is composed of. And that's really amazing. And a lot of us, really, we go through life, we, not even, we don't even take the time to think about, you know, some of us think about, you know, when we were children, we look at pictures and whatnot, but just go beyond that. And then, of course, before we were the size of a dot, we were energy. And uh, this resonated with me some many years ago that, uh, well, going about 25, 30 years, when I first began to get this aha moment, I had an epiphany that, yes, indeed, that I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. So once you realize that, and there are many spiritual orientations where the whole community, the family, they've passed this knowledge on from generation to generation to generation, and that's why they don't have the, the, the uh, negative experiences that many of us who have, who, as my wife was mentioning, and I think I mentioned that we live here in New York City, and New York City is the capital of, uh, of, of stress, of lower self-orientation, people who want to have stuff, me, 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 what have you. And they want to look as beautiful and stay as young as long as they can. The men want to be as muscular as they can be. The women want to be as attractive as they can be. And, of course, uh, they have no idea of the uh, contents of a book such as this titled The Secret. And so I was touching upon uh, the essence of the law of attraction. Indeed, um, we attract those who uh, we are around and who we think about. And uh, let me just get back to what Rhonda, uh, what her take is. And she states that quantum physicists tell us that the entire universe emerged from thought and that you create your life through your thoughts and the law of attraction. And that every single person does the same. It doesn't just work if you know about, about it, but it always has been working in your life and everyone and every other person's life throughout the history of the world. And when you become aware of this great law, then you become aware of how incredibly powerful you are to be able to think your life into existence. So she goes on to state that, uh, uh, matter of fact, uh, Lisa Nichols, who happens to be a woman of African descent, who was one of the masters, one of the teachers of the secret who shared her knowledge, uh, Lisa Nichols goes, goes on to, to say that it's working as much as, you, as you're thinking. Anytime your thoughts are flowing, the law of attraction is working. When you're thinking about the past, the law of attraction is working. When you're thinking about the present or the future, the law of attraction is working. And if an ongoing, it's an ongoing process, she states. She says, you don't press pause, you don't press stop. It is forever in action as your thoughts are. And last week I was talking about uh, um, Eckhart Tolle's book, uh, The Power of Now. And, of course, the title suggests, as he states, The Power of Now, that what's important is now, the present moment. And uh, a lot of us are 
so fixated on the past and the future and don't think about the now, you know, what happened to them in the past, whether it was good or bad, and then what they want to happen in the future, which may be good or bad. Most of it, I guess, people want good things to happen with them in the future without understanding that the most important part of their life is always the present moment. And there's a, a, a saying that uh, that's why they named it a present, because it is a gift, the present moment. So there's a lot to say about that. So, indeed, giving thanks for what we have every moment, getting back to the book titled The Magic that Rhonda wrote, that every moment she states to her book that you should not allow any moment for you to not be able to contemplate the essence of being grateful and saying thank you. And if you're doing that, then you're able to attract that energy, which uh, your, your spiritual guides, the angels, all of the entities regardless of your orientation, the invisible, the universe, conspires um, on your behalf to create the things that you need in your life because it recognizes the fact that you're grateful. But if you're not grateful and if you're not tentative, uh, or should I say attentive to the uh, present moment, paying attention to the present moment with a state of gratitude, then in, indeed... Uh, you're in, in, at the risk of being held to sculptor in terms of your your journey. So there's a lot to say about that. And then Rhonda goes on to state, she says that uh, whether we realize it or not, we are thinking most of the time. And if you're speaking or listening to someone, you're thinking. If you're reading the newspaper or watching television, you're thinking. And when you recall memories from your past, you're thinking. When you're considering something in the future, you're thinking. When you're driving, you're thinking. When you're getting ready in the morning, you're thinking. And for many of us, the only time that we're not thinking is when we are asleep. However, the force of attractions are still operating on our last thoughts as we fall asleep. So make your last thoughts before going to sleep good thoughts. All right? So that's something that we can end the show with uh, uh, as we got about 15 minutes remaining, is to be mindful of the fact that many of us, I know my mother used to tell me, and she'd ask me, did you say your prayers, you know, before I went to sleep? So I would say the Lord's Prayer, you know. And I, I, I used to feel so good when she'd come into my room, you know, and, uh, and, and tuck me in and ask me if I had said my prayers. And then sometimes she would pray with me. And it, it placed me in such a state of, um, of gratitude. I didn't know it then that that was what was happening. But it, it allowed me to not have nightmares. It allowed me to have good dreams. And um, I must take a, a break for a moment. Please excuse me. I'll be back very shortly. Okay, great. We had a little noise in the background. Indeed, I told you all, we live in New York City. So, <laughs> and along with other things, New York City can be the capital of, uh, of noise, especially during the summertime. And we just got finished with the uh, 4th of July, so we still have a residual effect of that energy. Uh, but it's all good. You know, we all have to go through the journey and, of course, thinking about the present uh, and being grateful. So I'm, I'm thankful that, uh, indeed, that I'm, I'm, I'm here at home with my lovely wife, and uh, we have a, a very comfortable home, and we eat good food, and we have the opportunity to have shows like this which gives us the, the pleasure 
uh, of, of being able to share what we share with each other. So, uh, again, I wanted to get into uh, uh, what uh, Lisa Nichols had mentioned. Actually, I think uh, I, did, I got to the end of that thought. For many of us, she says, the only time that we are thinking is when we are asleep. And, however, the forces of attention are still operating on our last thoughts as we fall asleep. And uh, so make your last thoughts before going to sleep very good thoughts. And it's also good to not just pray but to meditate. And those of you who are not aware of how to meditate, again, you can go on the Internet, go to Google, or go to YouTube and just key in the word meditation. And there's a plethora of information in terms of how to meditate. Different modalities coming from different schools of thought. And, of course, you gravitate to that area which uh, resonates with you in terms of how to meditate. But meditation is like almost comparable to uh, defragmenting your mind, your brain, as it were, getting rid of the chatter, doing a clean, a disc clean, cleansing, cleaning the disc of, of erroneous and, uh, uh, you know, unnecessary, superfluous uh, information that's flowing through your thoughts and quieting your mind so that indeed you're able to flow at a level which I think is the alpha state, you know, where your mind is quiet, tranquil. And uh, if you have the experience of going to a lake and you know that uh, there are fish under the water, but if you wait long enough and the mosquitoes or bugs are not really at the surface and the fish are not jumping at them, eventually the lake becomes very, very quiet and still. And if you didn't know it, you would not know that the water was there. So, indeed, that's another form of meditation. It doesn't have to be chanting. It just can be in the state of contemplation, looking at a flame burning from a candle, looking at the lake, looking at a star, listening to the quietness in the community that you may live in. That's why we also recommend that as much as possible to go to the park if you're not where, if you're not around uh, land uh, to at least uh, avail yourself to touching Mother Earth so that you can become grounded. And then as you become grounded, you're able to become more uh, still, stabilized, and thus in that state you're able to become more quiet and the chatter lessens and lessens. And that's the state that we want to be in. Many of us are, are if I used to be, uh, as a jazz and uh, drummer, African drummer, but my jazz experience in my earlier years, I would go to clubs. And then, of course, I used to go to uh, clubs that played music and socialization, the discos and whatnot. A lot of chatter, and if not chatter, it was just loud music, which did not allow you to relax. And that can age us. That can make you sick, as a matter of fact, over a cumulative period of time. And with myself being a runner, I happen to be a marathon runner. Those who do, who do not know, I've ran 14 New York marathons. I was able to eliminate uh, my usage of uh, intoxicants, drinking, and, and other things that I did during those early years of my life. And I became able, I was able to get a natural high from running. Running marathons especially gave me the training experience to know that indeed I did not have to engage in any other social activity to fill the euphoria that I was striving to fill when I used to socialize and drink alcohol and smoke marijuana and other things that I did uh, that weren't really that bad at the time, of course. It was during the 60s, during the hip movement and make love, not war, and so forth. I won't get into that politics and, and that part of my life. 
but it served its purpose for that moment. And now I do meditate. Now I'm a vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian for going on 25 years now, and, and, and I still run. And my wife and I, every Sunday we date each other in the park, and we walk around the park and run around the park. And it's just such an, an exhilarating experience. And, again, a natural high. The endorphins are released from the brain, and, of course, those endorphins are what we are looking for when we're engaging and, and, and using drugs to get that same euphoric feeling. So, anyway, I just wanted to get into, uh, we have about eight minutes remaining, but Michael Bernard Beckwith is another, uh, he's a, 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 a minister uh, and um, non-denominational, and he was one of the other contributors to The Secret, also happens to be like Lisa Nichols of African descent. And he says that uh, creating creation is always happening. Every time an individual has a thought or a prolonged chronic way of thinking, they're in the creative process. Something is going to manifest out of these thoughts. And what you're thinking now is creating your future life. You create your life with your thoughts because you're always thinking and you're always creating. And what you think about most or focus on the most is, is, is what will appear as your life. Like all the laws of nature, there is utter perfection in the, this law. And you create your life, and whatever you sow, you reap. Your thoughts are seeds, and the harvest you reap will depend on the seeds that you plant. And if you are complaining, the law of attraction will powerfully bring into your life more situations for you to complain about. And if you are listening to someone else complain and focusing on that, sympathizing with them, agreeing with them, in that moment you are attracting more situations to yourself to complain about. The law is simply uh, reflecting. Uh, the law is simply re reflecting the, uh, the the situations and attracting more situations to yourself to complain about. And it's also reflecting and giving back to you exactly what you are focusing on with your thoughts. And with this powerful knowledge, you can completely change every circumstance and event in your entire life by changing the way you think. So, uh, indeed, I, I just wanted to just emphasize that uh, uh, we, 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 we're just so excited about sharing this information with you. And, and I hope that I've, I've shared something that... Uh, stirred interest and, and, and for you to contemplate uh, indeed how uh, the contents of the secret can change your life and make it for the better. And one of the, uh, uh, my uh, uh, associates, uh, spiritual associates on the chat room was saying how California is running second to New York materialism, as he states, and beauty and desire to stay young and strong ego drives here as well. So it's something to recognize that those of you who live in other parts of the world, other parts of the United States, can understand how this materialism and ego has taken hold of us. And, of course, again, uh, we have people in our lives who complain to us uh, because of the fact that they can't obtain the material things that they want in their life. Some of them complain to you because they're jealous of what you may have, you know, and they want you to engage in that uh, type of dialogue with them. Uh, they want to talk about someone, a family member or a friend. And my advice to you is to uh, try to eliminate your association with those people. 
<laughs> my wife says, cut them off. Well, you know I'm going to get straight yeah. to them. Yeah, cut right. them off. Cut you them have off. to rid your life of those energies if you want your life to improve. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And But in a loving way, in mm-hmm. a loving way, but you have to make it clear, first of all, to yourself, you have to make a choice. Do I want, for the sake of friendship, mm-hmm. for my forward progress to be truncated, mm-hmm. or am I willing and ready? Because you might not be ready. If you're not ready, don't do it. Mm-hmm. But if you're ready to have the type of life that you want, you have to cut people out of your life who approach you all the time with negativity. You can love them from a distance. I'm not saying don't have anything to do with them anymore. I'm not talking about that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you have to love people from a distance. Uh, Don't allow their energy to bring you down and affect your life in a negative manner. mm -hmm. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. That's so profound. That's so profound. You know, and, and it's, it's difficult. It's not easy for everyone to do that. But uh, the journey, you know, is never meant to be easy. You know, it wasn't easy for us to learn how to walk, to ride the first bike, to swim, you know, to just do all Oh, it's definitely not easy. I agree. I mean, yeah. I've, I've done it. I've, I've been there, and people that know me know that I would never suggest for you to do anything that I haven't done myself. Mm-hmm. It is one of the most difficult things to do, to cut out of your life someone that you might have known 20 or 30 or 40 years and they were a good friend and, or you thought they were a good friend, but they were a good associate. But just remember, sometimes associations aren't meant to be till the end of your journey Uh, until you make your transition. uh You know, many associates, associations are meant to be temporary Mm, and you mm -hmm. get what you can from them. You give and you take its relationships, friendships, associates, whatever name you want to put on it should be reciprocal. You shouldn't always be the giver. You shouldn't always be the taker. And recognize when it's time to part so that you can part in an amicable way. Right. Absolutely. When you don't part when you're supposed to part, guess what happens? The universe will create a situation where now you have to part. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it doesn't look pretty. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just want to state, and thank you, hon, for sharing that. That's very profound. Very profound. Uh, We have about three minutes remaining in the show. And, again, I see that we have some callers uh, online. And if you'd like to share some um, uh, thoughts with us, please push the number one button, and it would be a pleasure to share short words with a few words with you. I also want to add that those of you who uh, uh, would like to uh, learn how to generate abundance in your lives uh, by leveraging uh, abundance through the dollar and so forth, to log on to my site at babawesleygray.info and also babawesleygray.com. And uh, there's information there for you that will assist you in generating abundance in your lives. And uh, please spread the word if you like what you see and let people know. All right, so uh, again, I just want to just thank you so much for uh, taking your Sunday evening uh, out to share with us uh, your time and your space, and uh, I really appreciate that. Again, um, it would be a pleasure to have you with us next week, and I must also state that uh, on uh, Saturday mornings at uh, 9 o'clock, my wife, uh, Spirit Change, so uh, it's very exciting at all, always, and she has topics of discussion, and 
Her teachings are very profound, so I invite you to go to her site, and that's uh, spiritchange.com, and also you can log into Blog Talk uh, Radio at Queen Mother Spirit Change and get a, a login and a schedule of her shows. And also visit my site at www.drumsofchange.com to purchase a drum for the home. It is my desire that everyone have a drum in the home, especially for the children, so that indeed we can relate to our rich African history and the rituals that we have been uh, led astray from, so that we can have a more cohesive family community. We give thanks uh, to the Most High and we give thanks to you this evening, most of my dear God. May our minds stay centered on the things of spirit and goodness. May we not be tempted to stray from love. As we begin this week, we open to receive you. Please enter where you already abide. May our minds and hearts be pure and true. And may we not deviate from the things of goodness. May we see the love and innocence in all mankind behind the masks we all wear and the illusions of this worldly plane. We surrender to you our doings this evening. We ask that they serve you in the healing of the world, and may we bring your love and goodness with us to give unto others wherever we go. Make us the people that you would have us be, direct our footsteps, and show us what you would have us do. Make the world a safe and more beautiful place. Bless all your creatures, and heal us all, dear Lord, that we may know the joy of being used and healed by you. We say thank you again. We're grateful. Namaste. Shalom. Assalamu alaikum, one love, all my relations, peace and love to everyone. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.